will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him and habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sendest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered. The flood stood upright as a heap. The depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue and overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I'll draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow thy whim. The sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? hear the bold voice of Jonathan as he comes upon the enemy he says to his armor bearer come let us go over into the garrison of these uncircumcised it may be that the Lord will work for us and here's the declaration for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few the prophet rose up to say, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them who have no might, he increases in strength. And the apostle reiterated himself again. Surely he had known the words of the great prophet. When Paul wrote, oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. I stand here before you to tell you there is nobody like our God. He is full of power and strength and authority and beauty and holiness. You serve a God who is unmatched. And I haven't even scratched the surface of this holy writ. All we know is that God spoke and it was out of nothing he made everything that we can see and he made things that we cannot see with a single word of his mouth with the utterance of the most high all the motion of the worlds were set in order and God that made the world and all things therein seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth he dwelleth not in temples made with hands neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things 
pains. So let the congregation of the Lord say to him, to him be glory and honor forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. I'm commissioned by the Lord to speak this word to you. Because his word is the premier word that seals the truth like a stamp made with hot wax. He cannot change. He cannot change. He cannot change. He cannot lie. He cannot fail. He has never faltered. He will not diminish. No one can make him greater than he already is and that he's already been. God's immutable character is written in the pages of his own authored book. He is of royalty like none other. As Paul told his young apprentice, now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus Christ, I stand here to tell you, he is the same yesterday and today and forever. He changes not. The world may change, but the Lord won't change. Your situation will change, but he won't change. Your friends will change, but he won't change. He came before, and he was during, and he'll be after. Think of it. There's not a place you can go that he is not already there. This is what the psalmist said. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You you apprehended me and comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with everything that I do. There's not a word in my tongue, but Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high. I can't attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into the heaven, you are there, Lord. If I might make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, if I can dwell in the uttermost of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. Surely the darkness shall, shall fall on me or try to encompass me. Even the night shall be a light around me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, O Lord, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. He's not afraid of the darkness. He's not afraid of the light. For you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I praise you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well my frame wasn't hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skiffly wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they are all written. The days fashioned for me. When as yet there was none of them. None of those days had come before me, but you already made my way. My steps are ordered of the Lord. Your eyes saw my substance. How precious also are your thoughts to me oh God how great is the sum of them if I should count them they would be more in number than the sand when I wake I am still with you such a magnificent God such a great God Solomon saw the temple that he commissioned to build it took seven years Solomon saw the splendor of gold the acacia covered. He stood as a witness to the wealth of the world. 
people fainted to see. They couldn't tell the half of what all Solomon had. But when the spirit of our God entered the temple in which he built, it dawned on the wisest man to ever live that the heaven and the heaven of heavens could not contain thee. How much less this temple that I built. There is no constraining to our God. He is secure in his own glory. He affirms himself because he is his own witness. In fact, no man can affirm him because he is the only one who can consent to his own dominion. And while we say that we give him glory, I like to use it myself. The truth of the matter is that we cannot give what has already been his and alone from the inception of time. I say I give him glory, but I can't give him what never belonged to me. It's always been his glory. Instead, the scripture says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And the chronicle said, yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted. As head over all, wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. And so when we say that we're giving God glory, it can only mean that we are resolving that none of it belongs to us. It's all his. To God be the glory for the things he has done. To God be the glory for the things he has done. And I cannot even begin to explain the magnificence of the eternal Savior, whose majesty is above the elements of the earth. But having at least scratched the surface of his wonder, I preach the limitations of God before you. And I say, with everything that I've just quoted to you, and all the words that I've repeated, and how you have received it, how could God have any limitations? And what would they be if he had limitations? But as certain as I stand here tonight, the Bible has shown us the place where God has imposed upon himself limitations among his people has incredible perhaps outlandish as it all may sound God has set for himself boundaries that he will not violate the animal kingdom has no voice here the earth waters wind fire has no voice here space and the innumerable stars planets solar systems moon spiral galaxies and elliptical galaxies none give pause to the almighty God but the limitations of God could only come from the creation made in his own image you and me men and women hear the lament of Jesus Christ when he stood up to say oh Jerusalem Jerusalem you who killed the prophets and stoned them that were sent to you how often would I have longed to gather you your your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wing but you were not willing so because they were not willing he could not do it sin can halt his hand but the blood of Jesus is the atonement for every sin that can be committed and yes sin will remove you from God there is no doubt and disobedience is a dividing wall between us and him to disobey his word is to be absent from his marvelous work pride and a haughty spirit opposes him in all their ways but none of these things limit him here is the limitation and he went out from thence and came to his own country and his disciples follow him and when the sabbath day was come He began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man come from? Where did he learn these things? What wisdom is this that's given to him 
that even such mighty works are wrought by his own hands. Isn't this the carpenter's son? The son of Mary? The brother of James and Joseph, Judah, Simon? Are not all the sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country. Where he has no honor is among his own kin. He has no honor in his own house. And here it is. And he could do there no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few. He marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching, but there he could only help a few, just a few. There he is, standing, ready to heal everyone. They did not completely shut him out. Some were healed, some were delivered, but the Bible speaks of it clearly. He could do no mighty work there. It was a limitation. They limited him because they minimized him. They placed him in their world. They encompassed him with the boundaries of their carnal thinking. He was just a man. They expected nothing of him. And I submit that the great limitations of our God is our failing expectation. Do you see it? They had no anticipation of his power. No one was eager. Come on, slide up on the end of your seat right now. If you have room, slide up on the end of your seat wherever you are. There was no suspense in their voice. Jesus, the incarnate God, filled the eternal spirit. The ancient of days was there, but they expected nothing. And their lack of expectation bound him up so that he could do no mighty work there. So I rise in this house of worship to ask the congregation, who is like unto your God who can do anything, who can move anything, who can break down any wall, who can tear up anything, who can, who can take the mountains and crumble them, who can rise, bring up everything that was dead and bring it back to life. Who is like your God? He won't force us to receive the grand portion of his miracle power. Jesus is God. Just to make it clear, he said, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. He raised the the dead at least twice that we know of. He calmed the raging storms with three words, peace be still. Even the disciples who had traveled with him were in awe and said, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Jesus could have done more than he did among his own people, but through their failed expectation, delivered by a lack of honor, Jesus was restrained. You see, the limitation of Jesus Christ was that they not, did not believe in who he was. And by virtue of their dishonor, they did not expect him to do what he could do. In fact, they expected almost nothing of him. Their expectation of him was so low that their level of honor was minimal. And that the Bible says this, and I need to quote the apostles' words in context. The Bible says this, that he could do no mighty work there, just save a few. And I have often wondered as I walk into this house, why, God, are you doing some but not all? Why is there just a few? Why is just a few? I'm holding on to a few testimonies. I'm holding on to a few miracles. I keep talking about a miracle. I'm talking about this miracle and that miracle. But I want to stand up and say, I got to raise my level of expectation. I want the church to recognize who you're in front of. You're not in front of your pastor. You're in front of the most high God. You're not standing in front of a man. You're standing in front of the most high God. He is the eternal spirit. And you got to answer the question, who is like unto your God? 
We're not the only ones that have this problem. Ephesus had the problem. Read the book of Ephesus. Study the book of Ephesus. They're struggling in their walk. Paul is writing to them a letter. And he's hoping that God would grant them. According to the riches of God's glory. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, with everybody else, not just in your own city and church, what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth all knowledge. You can't even understand how much God loves you. You don't even understand how much he loves you. You walk in thinking that you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. His love is so great. He died for you. His stripes were already shed for you. There's no addiction. There's no issue. There's no problem. His love is so great. He wants to heal everybody. He wants to touch everybody. To know the love of Christ, it passes knowledge that need me be filled with all the fullness. This is a prayer now. Now unto him, he says, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. Everything that we can think according to the Holy Ghost that works in us. Paul said God can. He can do more than you can ask or think. Consider it. It's above what you can think. So when you think that God can just do this or that, you ought to banish that thought. He can do above what your limitations are. You got to expect him to do things that you haven't thought of. You got to say out of your mouth, God is going to do something and I'm going to rejoice at it. I'm almost done. Stand your feet right now and lift up your voice to the Lord because the Lord wants to do something powerful in this house. There are places that the Lord went and when he left, everybody was healed. Everybody was restored. I'm not, I'm not content. I'm not satisfied for just one or two. I think the expectation should be he can do everything. Not just a few, everything. Hey, he can do everything. I just want to give you this last scripture. I won't go beyond this. I could. I'm not going to go beyond this. Here it is. Are you ready? When I consider thy heavens. <laughs> the billions upon billions of stars, the galaxies hung in their place. When I consider the, thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou Hast ordained. I'm a little perplexed, Lord. Who am I that you're mindful of me? You see, the question gives you the revelation. He's wondering why, because he knows that God is mindful of him.
I'm the son of man. You visit me, Lord. How would you come to visit me? After all the things you've done, you still come to visit me. You're thinking of me. I know my thoughts toward you. Thoughts of peace. God has an expected end for your life. And I want to tell you right now tonight, if you'll expect him to do something great, he'll do something great. If you expect him to do something little, he'll do something little. He'll be as great as you expect him to be. Woo! Hey! Who is like unto our God, the Lord of hosts? There's none. I'm not going to limit him. out of your mouth I expect you Lord to give me a complete healing for my family I expect you Lord to give me complete deliverance I know that you will I know that you can I expect it to happen out of your own mouth pronounce the expectation of God in your life because he's good Okay. Okay. Okay, I I want to help somebody here now. We have a few guests here. So just pardon me if you will, our sweet guests. Thank you. You see, when I walk up to this platform, the rush of the burdens of the people, whether I know exactly what's happening, the rush of the burden of the people just like a floodgate opened up and overwhelms me to look out and to see your spirit and things you're dealing with in your families, your lives, your health. I know you want the Lord to work in your life. And so, you see, I don't care to be a cookie cutter church. I don't, I'm not here to try to entertain anybody. I know the word. I'll preach the word. I've, I've already quoted the word to you. But what I want to really see is something done in your life. I don't need someone to talk about what I said. I need us to talk about what Jesus did. I'm grateful for the music and all the stuff that we've got going on. But what I really want to see is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost to tear down every stronghold. Listen. What separates this church is not going to be the building what separates our church is not going to be the music I'll tell you what's going to separate our church from the world is going to be the spirit of God because it's not by might and it's not by power but it's by my spirit saith the Lord of hosts Instead of asking why things are always happening bad to you, why don't you open up your mouth and say, I expect God is going to do a great miracle in my life. Why don't you open up your mouth and say, I know God can do better and do more than I can utter. Help me, Roman. Roman. 
Why don't we pray a prayer that God will show forth on everybody. He'll show forth. That everybody would be healed and delivered. Everyone would be helped and touched. In the name of Jesus, everyone's going to be healed. See, I expect that God is going to touch everybody in this house. And the only limitations that you're ever going to put on him is a failed and low expectation. Now, one more time, all the people lift up your voices with a loud shout unto God. Make known in the sanctuary... I don't care what anybody thinks. We're going to have miracles, signs, and wonders. Break forth, break forth, break forth. Lord, show yourself tonight in the power of the Holy Ghost. Break forth in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. We take dominion over every addiction, over every situation, over every sickness and disease. Okay, wait, wait. I got to deal with the spirit of skepticism that just entered the house. I want to deal with the spirit of skepticism right now because I just felt it just rise up. Let me just deal with you. Military men, generals, captains, and leaders of armies would have said that Gideon was a fool because Gideon has 300 men and he has surrounded tens of thousands of men that are the enemy. But they didn't have to raise their sword. All they had to do was raise their voice, break a pitcher, and blow a trumpet. All they had to do was raise a fire. And what they did that day looked foolish. But God gave them the victory. So stop thinking that you know better than God. I'm here to tell you, if you'll just obey the word of the Lord and lift up your voice and light yourself on fire, God will give you the victory.
there's nothing impossible for God. Oh, 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 Oh yes, oh yes. Somebody's got to say this. We're not going to be influenced by the commentary of the unbeliever. We're going to be rejoicing by the evidence of the lives of people in our own lives that have been restored and healed. Now they're going to pray a prayer that God would put on this congregation the gift of faith right now. We're going to have the gift of faith. Just raise your hand if you would like to have the gift of faith. Pray for it right now in Jesus' name so that all doubt is gone. Listen, he said to earnestly seek for these gifts. I pray for the gift of faith right now. I believe. Say it out of your mouth. I believe. I believe. I have faith. You can do anything, Lord. You can do anything. I have faith. I believe. Lord, banish all the thoughts of doubt and skepticism from my mind. And Lord, let me have faith for miracles and signs and wonders and authority in the name of Jesus. That's right. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I pray for a demonstration right now of the Holy Ghost. Let there be a demonstration of the Holy Ghost in this house. Feel it. I see it. I see it. Yes. Yes. Here, Pastor. If, only if, you feel comfortable praying for someone, move out of your seat before you put your hands on somebody. Ask them if you can pray for them. You don't have to put your hand on their head unless they allow it. But grab them by the shoulder or the hand and begin to pray a prayer of faith over their life. If you feel that the Lord is leading you to go lay hands on one another, do it right now in the name of Jesus and pray the prayer of faith and deliverance over everybody because the Lord is only constrained by your low expectation. He can do anything even right now tonight. God is an eternal God.